standing for the reading of God's word. Amen. As we begin this brand new series of messages entitled to resurrection and beyond during this very sacred time of the year, during this holy time in which we prepare for the greatest day in all of Christianity. That is the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The series is entitled To Resurrection and Beyond. This is the first message in this series. The gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthews is where the text is found. The 17th chapter, verses 1 through 9, the NIV translation. Allow us to read it in its entirety so that you will be able to understand its full context. Verse 1 says, After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the, brothers of James, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they look up, they saw no one except Jesus. Verse number nine, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And the church that loves God's word said amen. Amen. Catch someone by their hands. Our subject is found in verse number one. The latter clause of verse number one simply says, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves. He took them up a high mountain by themselves. Squeeze those hands and look at someone and say the mountaintop experience. Now before you sit down, tell somebody God will meet you there. Amen. You may be seated. The mountaintop experience. God will meet you there. We had such an anointed service at 8 o'clock this morning. God moved in such a prophetic way. And God said to me, say to the congregation, that before this week is over, someone under the sound of my voice 
will have an incredible, powerful, anointed mountaintop experience. I don't know about you, but I, I begin to pray to God for myself. Lord, Lord, I want anybody want that in your life? Come on. Anybody want that? Listen, listen to this. As believers, perhaps we all at some point in our lives have desired this. We have felt the joy of this. We have felt the power. You may not have understood what it was, but you have felt the joy and the power of what is simply a mountaintop experience. Mountaintop experiences are considered to be supernatural encounters with the Lord by which, listen to this, by which the significance and the power of God's glory is personally revealed to us and in us. Just you and God, one-on-one. In which you will get a glimpse of the glory of God. It will make the hairs on your arms stand up. It will send chills down your body. And, and, and you don't always understand what it is from a theological standpoint, a spiritual standpoint. You say, what is this that I felt? What is this that I can't explain that just made me feel so alive, made you feel so empowered? And although perhaps you were broke, but you felt enriched and you were sick, but you felt healed. Whew. You were hurt, but you felt delivered. <laughs> you were lonely, but you felt confident. Can I preach to somebody this morning? Ooh, somebody help me. I take my time and preach this. We're running a little late, but I want to preach this this morning. <laughs> somebody shout mountaintop experience. Listen, these supernatural encounters gives us a greater awareness and a greater appreciation for the reality of the Lord's presence in our lives. When you have these type of experiences with the Lord, it, it brings home in reality the presence of God. It, it, it allows you to understand the significance of of walking with God. It also brings into perspective the power of his presence in the midst of a crazy and a chaotic world we live in. Folk don't know why you can be so at peace considering who's in the White House. Tell them because I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> and I've got other folk who said, you know, I... I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to change countries. I just, it's going to be so. And they said to me, one friend said to me, why are you so calm? You're not afraid. I said, look, you are concerned about who occupies the White House, but I know who sits on the throne. 
And when you've ever been to the mountaintop with the Lord, nothing else matters. You can dance in advance. You can praise God like you've never praised God before. Because like the old church say, you got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Anybody just got a deep down conviction that God says everything is going to be all right. I know you may be going through some difficult times, but God said it's going to be all right. These mountaintop experiences leaves us with a sense of joy, a sense of peace that cannot be duplicated, is unmatched by any other kind of earthly experience. You may have experienced some things in your life, but let me tell you something. Once you've been to the mountaintop with the Lord, can't nothing compare to that. Amen. Here's the way they used to say it. I told Pastor Bradley this at 8. And the old church used to write this song, can't nobody or somebody know where I'm going. Do me like Jesus. Pick me up. Turn me around. Look at somebody say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Now you may have your boo, your bow, whoever she or they may be. And they may make you happy for a moment, and you may have a thrill for a moment, but you will end up like Fats Domino, and you'll lose it on Blueberry Hill. But once you've gone to the mountaintop, baby, you won't ever lose what God has given you. All I need is just a handful of witnesses who've ever had a one-on-one -on -one with God, and it changed your life. Whew. Yeah, yeah. May I preach? Touch somebody, say unforgettable, indescribable, irreplaceable. That's what I'm talking about. Can't no man take this place. Can't no woman make you feel like this. Can't no job make you feel like this. Can't no new car or house make you feel like this. And even we're praying that the women win the championship today for USC. But if they win, we're going to be happy. But can't nobody... Make me feel like I feel when I'm along with Jesus. See, the Bible, the Bible uses mountaintops as a significant point of reference for a major move of God, a major transition of God. Allow me the homiletical liberty just to share a few things that are found in the scripture. Noah, after spending those days in the flood, the Bible says the ark landed on Mount Arad, and Noah knew that it was new beginnings. Tell somebody new beginnings. Abraham uh, on Mount Moriah knew that God was able to provide a sacrifice, and he writes the words that God will provide. Moses. Can I continue? Moses on Mount Sinai had his mountaintop experience in which God says, Moses, turn your back around. You can't even see the presence of God. But God gave Moses holy revelations, ten commandments, gave him his words on a tablet form. Why? Because he was on a mountaintop with God. May I continue? Prophet Elijah 
on Mount Carmel uh, with the false prophets of Baal, God proved himself to be superior to all the false gods. And on Mount Carmel, God rained down fire from heaven and consumed all the false prophets. Don't tell me what God can do. And Elijah, having left that mountaintop experience, ran into a wicked woman by the name of Jezebel and her evil husband. And Elijah ran for his life and God took him to another mountain. God took him to Mount Horeb. And on that mountain, God told Elijah, be still and know that I am God. May I continue? And our modern day prophet, the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., April the 3rd, 1968, Mason Temple Church of God in Christ in Memphis, Tennessee, told the world, I've been to the mountain. I'm not worried about what they can do to me now. It's all right because I've already... I feel like preaching, been to the mountain. Dr. King said, I may not get there with you, but you will get there. How many of you know that once you've been to the mountain, you can rest assured that everything is going to be all right? Dr. King knew he would lose his life, but that's all right because God took him to the mountain. And God said, Martin, everything is going to be all right. All I need is just a few witnesses of folk that God has ever showed up at the worst time of your life. And, and God took you. Woo. May I preach? Should I preach? Can I preach? Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, get ready. Because before the week is over, God's going to take you on a field trip. God's going to take you. Woo! I sense in my Holy Ghost spirit that somebody sitting under the sound of my voice within the next seven days God's gonna take you to a place where you've never been before and God's gonna do something for you that nobody else could do and when you walk into your job folk are gonna look at you and say what's wrong with you because you don't look like what you've been through who am I preaching to? Touch somebody say, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Woo. I feel like preaching. I've got to take my time and preach this. Pastor Bradley, may I preach this? I've got to preach this. Some of you have been in the valley too long. You've been struggling too long. But I heard God says, it's almost over. I'm about to change your experiences and turn midnight into morning. 
sadness into gladness. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, when God gets through with you, he's going to do something only God can do. Throw your hands up and say, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Move, Lord. Somebody needs a breakthrough. Somebody been crying all night long. God said the worst is over. Better days are on his way. Get ready. I'm going to tell you something. I'm about to get to the text. And as we transition to the text, a couple of things that I want to tell you before time runs out. First of all, Jesus prepared them for what was to come. I need you to go with me. Because see, oftentimes we think the mountaintop experience is a deliverance from what we are going through. But the Lord said to me, Mother, the mountaintop experience is to take you to a place for what is to come. Because I know that when you come down from this mountain, there will be demons waiting on you. But only God can equip us in advance for what God is giving you today, what you need for demons on your job tomorrow. May I preach? Here is the other thing that you need to know about this. And don't misunderstand this. But look at somebody and say, neighbor, according to the text, it is invitation only. <laughs> preach, pastor. Marlon, there were... 12 disciples, but only three got the invitation. I'm preaching to somebody right now. There will be some people who sit by you every Sunday, work with you every day, perhaps sleep with you every night, eat with you every day at the table, and God will invite you to a mountaintop experience and not them right now because favor ain't fair. May I preach? Because the Lord knew that I can't take everybody with me to this experience because I can't take some because they can't handle it. Their spirit is not to a place they can see me become something they have not seen before and it doesn't mess them up. So this mountaintop experience is invitation only. God told me to tell you to get ready because somebody's invitation is in the mail. God is getting ready this week to tap somebody on your shoulders and say, come on, I'm going to take you somewhere that I can't take anybody else. Now, don't worry, because there's some folk that would be jealous and mad at you. But tell them, baby, I ain't got no control over this. Favor ain't fair. I'm just accepting the invitation.
invitation only. Get ready. Get ready. So Jesus taps Peter, James, and John. He takes three. He leaves nine. Say that again. You catch it in the parking lot. Takes three. He leaves nine. Look over at somebody and say, don't get mad at me. But I'm going to accept my invitation. And the text says, he goes up a high mountain. Why? Because he, he's about to show them something that everybody can't handle. He's about to show them something that they had never seen before. And he knew that he had to prepare these for the day in which he would not be with them. And to this point, they have seen him do miracles, but other men in the Old Testament have performed miracles too. And so in their mind, perhaps he was still Jesus, the man from Galilee, the son of Joseph and Mary, who was a miracle worker. And they saw no separation between him and other miracle workers of old. But a mountaintop experience is when the Lord reveals something to you, uh, for you, about him that will ultimately bless you so that you can bless somebody else. I'm going somewhere. Somebody say, show me, Lord. So he takes them up a high mountain. And the text tells us very clearly uh, that something happened. That Jesus transfigured. This word is not used in the Bible often, but it uses, it's used in verse number two, which simply means he changed into a form that he had not been in before. His appearance changed. The Jesus that went up the mountain was not the Jesus they saw on the mountain. Preach, Pastor. And that's why everybody could not handle this. And the Lord says, I need to show you something about me that you're going to need when you come down this mountain. Because there will be times in your life in which your faith will be put to the test and you need to know that I'm no ordinary man. I am the son of God, the Messiah, the great I am, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. I am he that was and will be and forever will be. Tell somebody, yes, he is. So he goes up the mountain and he transfigures and he become the form, the silhouette of a man. But somehow the body is not there. Uh, the image of Jesus is there so that they recognize his face and they recognize it is still Jesus. But it's a different kind of Jesus. Oh, I'm going somewhere. When you go to the mountain, you'll see a different kind of Jesus. Uh, when you get by yourself with Jesus, the songs say, I come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me 
I am his own. Deacon Clarence, when you lost your daughter, you needed a different kind of Jesus. You needed to know that Jesus was a heart fixture. Ah, can I get a witness? Any witnesses in here that know he's a heart fixture? See, you can't get that in the valley. You've got to get along with Jesus and, and just you and God and everything on your mind. You left in the valley and you are just with God and God shows you who I am. And so here he is standing on the mountain communicating with the legends of the Old Testament who had been dead a thousand years Use your Holy Ghost imagination and, and you can hear Jesus summary to people to meet him on the mountain. Moses, get up, Moses, and meet me on the mountain. Elijah, get up, Elijah, and meet me on the mountain. And they began to have communications and fellowship and talk about what God was going to do and Peter, 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 you got to love Brother Peter. Peter was so overwhelmed with what he saw. Peter made the mistake of thinking that this was all about them. Listen to Peter in verse number four. He didn't want to leave, and you don't blame him, because when you experience something like this, you don't want to leave. But here's another point. Catch your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor... You don't live on the mountain. You experience it and go back down to live in the valley. See, the mountaintop is not a place for you to live. It is a place for you to get charged up. It is a place where you can feel the presence of God. Peter said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us build three tabernacles, three shelters. Let us build places where we can stay and we don't ever have to leave. But a voice from heaven began to speak and said to Peter, Peter, this really isn't about you. This is my son whom I am well pleased. And the voice said, listen to him. Catch somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, this mountaintop experience is not to build your resume and not to make you look good, but it is about a special supernatural revelation concerning God's supernatural favor in your life. The mountaintop is not about delivering you from something, but preparing you for something. Preach Who am I preaching to? When the Lord invites you to go to the mountain, he is preparing you for something. I didn't understand this. I understood it better last week. Mother, you know what I'm talking about. Sisters and brothers know what I'm talking about. I didn't know why for two weeks God had me in consecration. God had me praying self. God had me shut people off. For five weeks, I did not go to the state house. But I stayed in prayer 
Folk thought I was sick and I was losing it. But God said, don't go up there for five weeks. I was on my knees calling on the name of the Lord. Good God Almighty. God took me to a mountaintop and I didn't understand it until this week in which I needed the Lord like I never needed him before. And God said to me, Daryl, now you know what I was up to. It's going to be all right. I'm a heart fixer and I'm a mind regulator. Y'all excuse me, I feel the anointing. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. When God deals with you, he doesn't deal in the present. He deals in the present for the future. God prepares you for something to come. And God says, I'ma take you someplace because when the hellhounds get on your track and the devil tries to make you lose your faith, you got to say, I've already been to the mountain. I've already felt the presence of God. And deep down in my sanctified soul, God is able. Excuse me. Excuse me. God is able. Listen to Sister Joni, I miss y'all at the state house. For five weeks, Chris, I miss y'all at the state house. And I didn't know what God was doing. But for five weeks, God told me to stand still. Don't go up there. Get on your knees every day. Call on my name. And early this week, the hellhounds were on my track. The devil tried to steal my joy. The devil tried to steal my faith. And God said, that's why I took you to the mountain for all the demons you've got to. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Cross the aisles and Touch three people say, get ready, get ready, get ready. God is setting you up for something you got to deal with. God. Let the church say, yeah, God is setting you up. Find you a praise partner. Put your arms around her. Say, neighbor, God is setting you up for something to come. Listen, 
Listen, listen as you stand to your feet. How the Texans, so they go up the mountain and they see Jesus like they've never seen him before. But the text ends this way. It says, and they came down the mountain. And when they came down the mountain, there was a father who had a son that the devil was dealing with his son. And the father ran to Jesus and said, Master, I brought my son to your disciples and they could not heal them. And Jesus says, some things come only through fasting and praying. God reminded me, that's why I took you to the mountain so that you can deal with every demon in the valley. You can tell every demon, get out of my child. Get out of my situation. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. There's a breakthrough when you come down. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's a miracle when you come down this mountain. There's a breakthrough. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, and of all he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Get ready. Get ready. I need 500 people to leave your seat and run to this altar. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. No demon in hell can stop what God is about to do. Get ready. Get ready. There's a blessing, there is a blessing, there is a blessing with your name on it. Get ready, get ready. somebody say neighbor I want to let you know that God is a healer he's a way maker he's a heart fixer yes he's a mind regulator get ready get ready get ready get ready Get ready, get ready, this week, this week, 
week, this week, somebody will receive an invitation to go to the mountain with the Lord. That's right. That's right. That's right. Take, take the next 30 seconds to clap your hands, open your mouth, Shabbat God. Let the city hear you. Let the state hear you. Let the nation hear you. Let the world hear you praise him. Come on, Bible way. I dare you. After this, tell somebody after this, say after this, there will be glory. There will be glory. There will be. Get ready, get ready. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, after this, God will get the glory. God will get the glory. this place the mountaintop hear this if you don't remember anything else remember this the mountaintop is not what's on the mountain it's about what you've got to face when you come down the mountain as they came down the mountain the father brings his troubled son and say, Master, I need you. My son is so troubled. Don't know what has happened to him. Jesus says the nine couldn't heal him because they haven't been to the mountain. Some things come only, mother, through fasting and praying. And I'm here to tell you, when you lose yourself in the presence of God, God will show up in your life. God will show up in your situation. God will turn it around. Donna Lawrence writes this song. Do you know what it is? Can I tell you? How it is. Oh, to know how it feels to be in the presence of a king, his sweet presence, God's presence, experience fullness of joy, God's presence, 
bathe in his presence. This is the part I like. It's an honor. It's those hands. And a privilege. <laughs> Just to be in the presence of a king. And I know you may be going through something. But God says, I'm about to do something. I, I'm about to take you somewhere. Woo! Come on, quiet here. Come on, Janelle. I love this song. Listen, do you know? Do you know? Somebody else in the balcony. God told me if you walk down those stairs and stand in this aisle before this week is over, I'll change your situation. Wherever you are, if you're here and you want something, that's right. Come on, that's right. In the back of the church, come stand. Somebody right now. To be in the presence oh, of the King. Hey. Do, do you know? Do you know? <laughs> Sing what Jimmy. it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you? I tell you uh, yeah. how it is. Uh, yeah. mm. Oh, to know. To be in the presence of a king, sweet pressure. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you are not leave if you don't have to. God's going to do something today. Yeah. Experience Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo.
gave me this series some time ago without me knowing how last week was going to be in my life there's some things that, that had to put this to the test God says now you know why I take you to the mountain it's not about what's on the mountain but as they came down the mountain there was a need that only the anointing could make right. And some of you right now, God says, I'm going to do something. I, I'm going to take you to this special place. Whew. I want you to hear me because the mountaintop experience was not about delivering them from something. It was about preparing them for something Ooh. and I don't know what you're faced with and I don't know what you're going to be faced with but I know that God has set you up even before you get in it and God will prepare you for it even before you step in it amen Ooh. but you need that relationship with God you need that vertical relationship with God. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. He only invites those to the mountaintop that he has that close relationship with. Only three got the invitation. The others were there, but, but they weren't ready for it. Thomas was a doubter. Judas was a betrayer. And although Peter had his issues, at least Peter was faithful. If you don't have that relationship with the Lord, you don't get the invitation. Whew. You may come to church like everybody else, but it takes a relationship to go up the mountain. Whew. Look at somebody else say, you need a relationship to go up the mountain. And the mountain prepares you for what is to come. We are about to pray. And if you're not sure, if you're not committed to something greater than yourself, today is a great day to do it. This is the first Sunday during a very sacred time during this month of April. Make the devil out to be a liar. The devil that says you can go to church but don't join the church. The devil that says you can enjoy praise and worship but don't commit to anything. Make him out to be a liar. Make that commitment to something greater than yourself. And when you have that close relationship with God, you can say in the presence of the king, tell him again, Janelle, it's an honor. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Oh, it's yeah. a to be in the presence. Yes. God's getting ready to change your situation. Once again, it's an honor. Yeah, yeah. What an honor. Oh, there's Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be in the presence 
One more time. It's an honor. It's an honor. Such what? an honor. Oh, it's a Lord, we thank you in advance. We, we, we did not understand why we received the invitation to block out everything and to stay on our knees in touch with you. But you saw what was to come. You saw what was at the foot of the mountain. And we say thank you. Somebody in here right now, you, this week, you are about to extend them an invitation to go with you up the mountain. And there you will reveal yourself to them like you have never done before. But you've asked me to remind them that it's not about staying on the mountain. It is about the struggles that are at the foot of the mountain. Woo. So I say thank you. Thank you for my mountaintop experience. Thank you for the mountaintop experiences that are in this worship center. Those that are viewing by way of internet, those that are listening by way of radio, thank you, Lord, because you are about to do something that only you could do. And we declare and decree in the face of every naysayer that is already done, <laughs> that is already done. In your name, we pray and give thanks. Those that believe with me said amen, amen, amen. Put your arms around somebody and tell them it's an honor and a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord. If you want to make that commitment, come stand at the altar. Come on, somebody, God is calling you for the next step in your life. Come on. Come on, if you want to make that commitment. There's healing. Somebody right now, God is calling you the next step. Come stand with me at the altar. God bless you, brother. Come on. Somebody right now, you're struggling with something. God said if you walk down that aisle and stand at this altar, this is the next step. God, God is calling you, right? Such an honor. That's right. God says, I see what you're going through. I, I see your struggles and I see your heartaches. That's right. Come on. Amen. Give God a heart hand of praise. That's right, brother. It's an honor. 